Support for One Book, One Northwestern, the podcast, is provided by the Medill School of Journalism, Media, Integrated Marketing Communications, the Weinberg College of Arts and Sciences, and One Book, One Northwestern. Welcome back to One Book, One Northwestern, the podcast. This is our last episode of the season, and it was produced by Eugenia Cardinale, Aaron Lewis, and Christian Manis. Hi, everyone. I'm Eugenia Cardinale. I'm Aaron Lewis. And I'm Christian Manis. Today, on this episode of the One Book, One Northwestern podcast, we're going to be listening to three excerpts of fictional stories, all based off short stories written by other Northwestern students. All of these stories kind of deal with the themes of oppression and surveillance, and they kind of go into this sort of dystopian space to relate to each other. And so the first story that we'll be bringing up today is an audio drama that's based on a dystopia created by a student named Olivia Nutson. This story is going to be focused on a climate change kind of story where fires have ravaged through America and are changing the lives and landscapes of personal families, particularly one man whose uh, story will be focused on in this audio drama. So listen and enjoy and see what you think. Hello everybody, my my, do we have an evening for you? First, allow me to welcome you to the third annual Phoenix Gala in the heart of beautiful New York City. I am your host, Michael Stockton. Now, now, I know you've all been hearing the rumors, and I don't wish to keep you waiting from the truth. My esteemed guests, politicians from across the land, Businessmen from around the world. Tonight, you will get to hear a piece of history that only few humans have ever had the pleasure of listening to. Anthropologists have uncovered hidden tapes of a California man who recorded his experience fleeing the fires that ravaged our planet nearly a century ago. I know, quite exciting. I wish not to dally. Please, are we ready? Let us not keep our guests waiting. Let us hear a piece of history tonight. Hello, once again. Julie's here, recording tape number 11. They're killing us. You know, the government is killing us. They took Ramona. They flew her out to God knows where because of her asthma It couldn't even tell us where she would be staying. Ramona. You know, I'm a failure of a father, alright? Who lets the police come into their home and steal their children away from them without a fight? Without knowing where that child might end up? I should have kept her here. Found a way myself to stop the coughing. But I just didn't know how. We had to call 911 knowing they take sick patients to these pop-up medical centers that change every day due to the fires. Look, the police are setting up checkpoints and roadblocks to control traffic, but I don't care. Tomorrow night, I'm taking the car and I'm searching for Ramona. There's something odd going on. I can feel it in my chest. I just can't get caught. 
I would never forgive myself to hurt Victoria and Lisa's ability to escape the fires. Oh, Julius, oh, Julius, wherefore art thou, Julius? A wonderful display of heroism from this man, shall I say? It would be a shame to see something happen to this man. He has already been through so much. <laughs> Stay tuned. So what did you guys think of that audio drama? Uh, so I thought the part where the father was fighting for his daughter was a really powerful message of family. I thought that the character was super believable and super relatable, and it was really powerful and emotional to listen to. Okay. So moving on to our next piece, it's a story based on something written by an English student named Izzy Reed. It's a story called Overseers, and it's about if our world were taken over by aliens who kind of just saw us as cattle to experiment upon like we had no autonomy we had no way to take care of ourselves because the world has been killed so it's also kind of in that climate change vein where humans can't really survive and so these aliens come in and round us all up and do what they want with us because we really don't have any other option so it kind of plays into those ideas of oppression surveillance and really having no control or free will i don't have much time i i escaped from one of their facilities it all happened so fast when everything fell apart, they they came from the sky, rounded us up. They gave us food, well, something like food, and kept us out of the blistering sun. They separated the men and women. <sighs> the things that they're doing in there, I, I only saw one room. We're just cattle. They're coming. I see them. I can't go back there. I can't. Welcome to Facility Designation Eden. I'm Overseer Asperia. Human males, please follow your handler to your assigned living quarters. Human females, proceed to intake and evaluation. We would like to remind the new taken that resistance will result in nutrient denial and harvesting. Cooperation will be rewarded. Capable members of your species will be selected for elevation. One year, two months, 25 days until planetfall. Due to unforeseen circumstances, Facility Designation Eden is on lockdown. Specimens, please proceed to your living quarters. Facility doors will be locked in 3 minutes and 35 seconds until further notice. Specimens seen outside of their living quarters will be eradicated on site. Specimens seen attempting to leave will be returned to floor designation experimentation. Specimens seen assisting resistance fighters will be marked with a black tag for reiteration. Specimens with any information on resistance activities within the facility may report to patrols and assigned living quarters. Compliance will be rewarded. Welcome to Facility Designation Eden. I am your new Overseer Proxima. Due to increased resistance activity in your neighboring facilities, Enlightenment military presence has been deployed. Our model movement has been accelerated. Two months, 20 days until planetfall. All humans, please report to floor designation evaluation. In preparation for planet fall and subsequent reiteration, specimens must be inspected, tested, and prepared for assignments. As your benevolent overseer, I encourage you to say goodbye to your loved ones as few will survive reiteration. Planet fall has begun. Remaining members of native species will be harvested. Non-compliance will be met with eradication. Humans marked with red tags, please proceed to collection. Humans marked with yellow tags, please proceed to cryogenesis. 
Humans marked with green tags, please proceed to boarding to receive assignments. 10 days until reiteration. I'm leaving this behind for whoever might find it. They put us here. These creatures, the enlightened, they made us look like animals rolling around in the mud. We were just an experiment for them. We failed. We destroyed the whole fucking lab, too. They came and they set up shop for a few years once humanity really fucked the whole thing up. Harvested us. Dissected us. Figured out why we did what we did. Why we killed the home we were given. Some people fought back outside of the facilities they operated in. They didn't stand a chance. It was almost like wiping out rats for them. I overheard some of the scientists talking while I waited to board one of their ships. Up until then, I couldn't understand a word of their language. But then, it was crystal clear English. They said, fifth iteration has failed, sixth iteration is the key. Did they want me to hear that? Maybe they know I'm making this. Maybe they want me to make it. Don't do what we did. Don't ruin the paradise they give you. They have no problem starting over. They will come again if they have to, and you cannot beat them. All right, so what did you guys think of that? Yeah, I thought that that dystopia sounded eerily real. Even though the concept of aliens is, of course, not real currently. Uh, The sounds, the production, it felt like I was actually in that facility. I think you did a really good job of building suspense. It was super intense and just always kept me on my toes. Um, Our next excerpt is based on a short story written by a student at Northwestern called Bente Bakers. In the world she created, women are enslaved and they're not allowed to read or write. In her story, the main character is writing down in a journal when another little girl walks down the stairs and sees her. My story is from the perspective of the younger girl who saw the older girl. You're listening to The Girl in the Basement by Eugenia Cardinale. I am recording this so I remember everything that is happening to me. I don't know how to write. I was never taught to read or allowed to, really. I wish I knew how to write. Some of the other girls who are older keep journals. They're not supposed to, but they do. I don't know if I'm allowed to have this tape recorder. I found it while cleaning. All I do is clean. It's my job. All the girls in the house have a specific job. Some cook. Some clean like I do. I I don't know a lot. I just know how to clean. I don't remember a lot of my life. So much of it is a blur of my life, I mean. It's scary to think, but I guess the brain does that. It blacks out the memories that are too painful. That's why I'm doing this. So I have something to remember. Maybe, so hopefully, in the future, someone can understand everything that is happening to young girls like me. It has been a few days since my last recording. I decided to only record if something memorable happens. This morning as I was walking down the stairs to the room of another girl who was older than I am, I saw her writing down something in a small journal. When I came in, she saw me and she stopped. She thought I didn't see her, but I did. I was really conflicted. Should I tell him? Should I tell someone? I don't want to get in trouble, but I don't want to be the reason someone else does. The older girls don't understand what it's like to have grown up not knowing anything else. They had families and moms and dads, and all I've ever known is 
a small room and a large looming creature. I don't remember having a family, a mom or a dad. Some memories flicker sometimes, but usually it's nothing, just complete darkness in my brain. The older girls think that younger girls like me are easily manipulated, that we do everything the master says, but we don't. We just don't remember what it was like before before the creatures from a different planet took over the earth and my master took us into a house some creatures have just one individual worker slave some have multiple they took over and they they enslaved all the women i don't know what happened with men i've never seen a human man before but my master takes shape as a human man sometimes. I think I, I think I hear something. I think she's in trouble. Uh, I can't I can't keep I can't keep, I can't keep recording. I'm gonna stop this. I think he's coming. I don't know if the recorder captured that, but but he was screaming and. And she was screaming, and I think he found out that she was writing something down. I'm worried he's going to come in here, and, and something's going to happen to me, and I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I, she probably thinks I said something. I think I hear footsteps. If something, if something happens to me, um... I hope, I hope this recording can serve as a guide for the future so people know, n- n- know who I was. My name is Julia. I'm so scared, I'm, I'm so scared, I'm, I'm... The Girl in the Basement is based off an original work by Ben T. Bakers. The part of Julia was voiced by Eugenia Cardinale. So what did you guys think? Uh, I thought the cadence and the sound of the piece made it really emotional, really provoking, and made you really think about what this could mean for her. And also for me, the fact that she was recording like in a room alone, there's a lot of echo, a lot of like, again, eerie noise. It makes me feel alone with her. So thank you guys for listening to those three pieces. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it, and stay tuned for next week's episode. All right, see you later. Bye. Join us next time for more One Book, One Northwestern.